Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Wild West Show, where we look at anything and everything that is affecting the Western provinces, its people, and the economy. My name is Don Horn, and I'm the editor of Process West and IPPT magazines. Today, we welcome to the show the Vice President of Sales and Product Management at Blackline Safety, Sean Stinson. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thanks, Don. It's great to be here with you. Great to have you on. Now, you have firsthand experience working with businesses to create a plan to keep employees safe during this pandemic, right? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Including our own business. I mean, we, uh, we've had to go through planning uh, with our own team and um, you know, making sure that they felt safe and figuring out how we were going to work through this pandemic. And now we're, we're sort of on the other side. We realized that we could help businesses get back to work safely. And so now I'm talking with businesses and we're we're working through how tools we've recently released, contact tracing and social distance monitoring, how those can be used to help companies get back to work safely. And that, are, that is some of the uh, concerns that uh, businesses have out there. Um, what are uh, some of the greatest concerns companies are hearing from their employees when they're asked to return to work? I think it's a full spectrum. I think in some cases, we know that people that some people are, are just more worried about getting back to work in general, that maybe the health isn't the top thing on their mind. But if you've heard the, the story of the Cargill plant south of Calgary, there's concern there as to whether or not the work can even be done safely. So I think it's, a, it's a definitely a challenge that, that business leaders have now to figure out how to reorganize their work to have it done safely. So the, the congestion levels of people, in some cases, that can be really hard to change. But, you know, assuming that can be worked through then, um, obviously, uh, businesses are trying to figure out ways of, of limiting the spread. If someone does become infected through the community, how do you limit the impact on your workforce? That's the sort of narrow area that, you know, that we're hoping to address. And, and we've seen tremendous interest from it. I think what I'm hearing back is the the business leaders are really looking seriously at implementing their own test capabilities and their own contact tracing capabilities. So try to identify cases early and then try to limit the spread inside. Those are the two most popular tools um, that I'm hearing about from businesses that I talk to. And I, I think uh, as well, uh, I mean, the spacing and the, the distancing, uh, companies have a pretty good handle on that. But uh, this is what we're coming into now is uh, not just what we're gonna be looking at immediately, but in the future testing of employees and uh, predicting what may happen and uh, things of that nature. And, and that is what you're already onto right now. My company doesn't do anything with testing, uh, but we, we can help with the digital contact tracing. Um, so what uh, Blackline Safety does is we make connected safety equipment. So with that same connected safety equipment that we've historically used to keep people safe from uh, poisonous gas threats or to uh, trigger a call for help in the case that they're injured. That technology, because it's it's location enabled and because it's cloud connected, that's how we are able to, um, let's say, dispatch 911 with a voice call to an injured worker. That same technology we can use for digital contact tracing. So that's, you know, in conjunction with the uh, with the COVID testing, which is supplied by other people like Spartan. I believe Spartan's out of Eastern Canada and they've got the cube so that's another technology that we're hearing has, has become very interesting with people. So the, the Spartan Cube in, in conjunction with some kind of digital contact tracing solution. And what we do is we make something really for the business. So Apple and Google have come up with a contact tracing solution that's, I'd say it's tuned for governments and for society and for healthcare providers. That data is not going to be available to companies. So, you know, our piece in this is just to give the, the digital contact tracing technology, put that in the hands of the, 
of the company so that if, if they can put these tools on people, they can, uh, you know, aid in keeping them safe and in ensuring business continuity. And that's, that's critical. A lot of our, a lot of our clients are um, oil producers. They're, they're people that are running facilities that can't be shut down. They're water purification centers. They're, um, they are petrochemical facilities where shutting those down would just be incredibly disruptive to society. So uh, these people really have to figure out how to keep their business open. They don't have the option of shutting down, really. And, and those are the, uh, the very real safety challenges facing essential businesses in critical industries, uh, as you mentioned, uh, utilities, manufacturing, petrochemical. From your personal experience, uh, uh, what are some of the greatest challenges they're facing? Uh, it's it's kind of all over the place. I, I, I don't know if I could honestly pick one and say that it was the greatest challenge. I think, um, I mean, obviously, revenue is a huge challenge for these businesses. And, uh, you know, in the early days, it was really communication. So it was, I think some of the biggest challenges four weeks ago were just, how do you lead in this time? You know, what is the message we're sending to employees? How do we make employees feel safe? You know, how do we communicate to them? Because we don't know what everyone is thinking. Every person going through this has got different different fears. So I think leadership was really sort of caught off guard. And uh, the people that I talked to, they want to do the best for their companies, but they don't, they didn't always necessarily know what that meant in the first few weeks. Now, as the conversation shifts back to getting back to work, I do think really the biggest challenges are like, really, how do we do this? I am seeing in some businesses that there's, the, the challenges are so different. I mean, if you go to the grocery store, you see the plexiglass panels put up, but if you're working in a, an oil sands facility, let's say, that's not a protective measure. So protective measures there look completely different than they do in a grocery store. So what I'm seeing is that the specific forms of protective measures are sometimes uh, hard to come up with in every job. You know, if you're working in a big facility, you, you might have 50 different types of roles. And so every specific role has to be figured out. And that, that's kind of where I'm feeling that it's, it's right now. It's uh, some of the biggest challenges is just trying to navigate that quickly without leaving things to fall through the cracks. You're listening to the Wild West Show. It's a podcast that can be found on the Process West website, www.processwest.ca. And joining us today is Sean Stinson of Black Lions Safety. From what I can gather from what you're telling me, uh, there isn't a, a one solution fixes all. It's very unique solutions for uh, different industries and different companies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just in our business, uh, you know, everything from as small as how do you... Uh, how do you deal with visitors at the front? You know, we've got waivers that people sign when they come in. We've got surveys to say, uh, you know, that they haven't been uh, in, in an infected area. There's hand sanitizers in places. You've got to change your uh, rotation with your cleaning staff and do cleans. Of course, there's the communication piece. There's the contact tracing. And then to PPE. So do you need masks to do your job? Uh, would gloves be appropriate? It, it really, every aspect of the business has subtle changes that are going through. We, we installed uh, touchless taps and uh and paper dryers in our in our business uh that weren't there before so you know all these these little things that you would normally i think take for granted or ignore um, become focal points as you're trying to limit the, the spread of this of this disease uh, i mean it, it, it's always a, a bit of a trite saying to say uh, pack your patients but uh, i think now that's more important to you know take to heart as more than anything because everyone has different uh, practices and different ways of dealing with it and to keep everyone safe now, as we move forward, uh, we're all going to have to reopen and do business the way we've always done it, uh, but it won't be the way we've always done it. 
how can businesses uh, rejoin the global economy while protecting themselves against a potential second wave? Yeah, I know. I, I think that's going to be different for every business. Um, I have seen that the government subsidy programs seem to have been uh, fairly effective. So from what I see and from what I read, I think the the sort of general idea is that there will be a, a fast recovery to this. And then I, I think really it's just a case of, uh, you know, making sure that people understand how to get back to work and, and to do it in a safe fashion so that, uh, so that they don't feel alienated. I, I do feel that the, just the sort of mental protection of the worker here is going to become fairly critical. I mean, it's, it's everything's so interconnected. So we, we can't get back to work until people start spending. People won't start spending until they get back out into the community and they won't get back into the community until they feel safe going into businesses and doing things and getting back to normal. So I think it's this interconnected piece of confidence and getting people back out into the community. Um, you know, a lot of the people that are working in service industries get them back to work, which will then pull them demand for gasoline, which gets that back to work. So it really does have to spin up and I think it's all interconnected, but I think the, the sort of the concepts of confidence um, have to be there, which, you know, comes from that, that safety and security of the, of the person and making sure that they know that they're going to be safe. Too. And so I think that's a bit of an abstract answer. I think every business really does have really unique challenges here. So um, I can't, I, I haven't seen that there's sort of a one size fits all movement anywhere, really. Uh, and you did mention that your company uh, specializes in the uh, tracing aspect of it. And I think that does build confidence and uh, fosters reassurance for people. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's not just a it's not just a practical tool. It's not just a thing that's been used. I mean, contact tracing has been used for uh, you know hundreds of years. I you know it, the digital piece is very very new. So that's you know in, in the old or I guess even the current way of contact tracing, you're just interviewing someone and saying you know tell me who you talked to or who you interacted with over the past few weeks. The digital method is really taking these digital tools we have and and automating that process. You know, I think as those become implemented, those do create confidence. So it's not just a question of like having the tool implemented, but that really does create that that sense of safety and security, knowing that we can all rapidly get back to work. Then, again, along with testing, along with you know all the other things that are happening. Uh, speaking for yourself, you have a sales background, so of course, uh, I mean, it's natural to have the face-to-face, -face, you know, press the flesh sort of idea. How have you been adapting to uh, the the new reality that is uh, COVID nineteen? Yeah, it's, that's an interesting one. Uh, obviously, in sales, I mean, the, the trust factor is is huge, and uh, as people, we need to see faces. I think to really establish trust, to know that these people we're dealing with are uh, are you know have our best interest in mind. So, I mean, Zoom tools like we're using right now, how we're talking to each other right now, that's you know my team's adapted, and we've been using that uh, more. We've been trying to adapt more to a digital selling process. So the idea that, um, you know, educate, you know, running through the entire flow of how someone um, decides to buy a service, you know, understanding the company, understanding uh, how this product or service meets my needs. When you're face-to-face, -face, you can have a really high-context interactive discussion. If someone's visiting your website, you have to anticipate what they might want to know and try to give it to them in an in a easy-to-follow format. So we're trying to take these tools and move them into the digital world and try to um, educate people digitally online. And that's been sort of a change in, in, in how we've even approached our, our website. So using these tools, like the, keeping the face-to-face -face interaction you know, through Zoom and through things like that, and then you know, just really using, uh, using digital more and trying to anticipate uh, users' needs there's more focus on that than there ever has been in our company. Well, I'd like to thank our guest, Sean Stinson of Black Line Safety for joining us today and for offering some great tips on how we can do business better during these trying times. 
If you would like to be a guest on the Well West podcast, you can send an email to myself, Don Horn, at D-H-O-R-N-E at I-P-P-T dot C-A and put in the subject line, Wild West Show. And you can look for highlights of this podcast and upcoming issue of Process West magazine. Please stay safe, everyone. And thank you again, Sean. Thanks a lot, Don.